Pronunciation Series, Lesson 1. The Pronunciation of Consonants in Czech. Hello and welcome to CzechClass101.com. I'm Martin. Hi everyone, I'm Brandon. This is Pronunciation Series, Lesson 1. The Pronunciation of Consonants in Czech. In this lesson, we are going to start with the basics and slowly work our way up. That's right. The focus of this lesson is Czech consonants. Brandon, do you know how many letters there are in Czech alphabet? And how many of them are consonants? We covered this in the All About series, and I think I still remember. The Czech alphabet consists of 42 letters, eight of which are consonants with special diacritics not found in English. Yes, that's right. And the Czech consonants divide into eight hard, nine soft, eight ambivalent, and three unusual sounds. Ambivalent basically means that they fall between the two categories as they are neither hard nor soft sounds. Can you remind our listeners again, Martin, what the diacritics are? These are quite simple because there are only three diacritics. And the good news is all of them are placed above the letters. These are called háček or hook, čárka or lenkmark, and kroužek or cycle. Diacritics will change the pronunciation of each letter. Okay, and how do they change the pronunciation? When a letter has háček or small hook, it will make the letter sounds different. For example, when the letter C has a small hook, it becomes ČE. ČE. Okay, what about the length mark? A length mark called ČÁRKA will extend the pronunciation from a short one into a long one. For example, when a letter A gets the mark on the top, it becomes A. A. Okay, what about the last one? The small circle on the top of a letter is called kroužek. You can only find this character above the letter U. With a mark, the pronunciation change into U. U. Okay, now let's jump right into the pronunciation of each consonant. Let's look at the initial consonants first. They start with a group of hard consonants. H, H, K, R, D, T, N. First we have H. Which is called HA and it's pronounced like the H in hunger. Can you give us a Czech word using this consonant? Sure. Hlat. Hlat. This means hunger. Okay. Next is CH. It is called HA and it's pronounced like the H in a Scottish loch. For example, the Czech word chvíle, meaning moment, has this character. Chvíle. Okay, the next one is like K. That's right. K is called K. It sounds like the K in key. The Czech word klíč, which means key, also has this consonant. Once more with the example. Klíč. And the next one is like R. That's right. It is called R. And it's pronounced like the R in problem. But please be careful. It's not a rolled R, but a briefly trilled R. Can you give us an example? Sure. We have the Czech word rubin, which means ruby. Rubin. Rubin. Okay, and the next one is like D. Right. This one is called de, and is pronounced like d in donkey. For example, we have the Czech word dobry, meaning good. Dobri. Dobri. And next is T. This one is called T, and it is pronounced like the T in timber, without aspiration. 
For example, the Czech word tennis, meaning tennis, has this consonant, tennis. Okay, and the next one is N. It is called N and is pronounced like N in sun. For example, we have the Czech word nehoda, meaning accident, which has this consonant, nehoda, nehoda. Listeners, please note that the Czech P, T, and K are not followed by an aspiration like in English, unless they are at the end of the word. That's right. For example, chrup, meaning a set of teeth, beat, meaning to be, and hluk, meaning noise. The aspiration is much less than in English, even at the end of the word. These Czech consonants we've just talked about are pronounced in a similar way to English. Now we'll move on to those that have different pronunciations. Some of the non-English consonants are also Czech soft consonants. Martin, what are they? They are Z, Sh, Ch, R, D, D, N, C, Y. If you look at them in the lesson notes, you'll see that all of these except the final C and J in this list have accent marks on the top. That's right. For now, let's start with Z. It is the derivative of Z called Zet and is pronounced like the Zn in the middle of the English word version. Can you give us some Czech words with the consonant? Sure thing. We have Žirafa, meaning giraffe, or Židle meaning chair. Okay, what's next? The next one, sh, is called esh, and is pronounced like the sh, in English word shoe. For example, you can find the consonants in the word škola, meaning school, or šipka, meaning an arrow. Okay, and next? The next one is ch. It derives from c, and is written with a hook above the letter. Ch is called chair and is pronounced like the ch in English, Czech. For example, you can find it in the word černý, meaning black, or čas, meaning time. Okay, and the next one looks like the R in English. Yes, r, which is called r in the Czech alphabet. It's a single sound pronounced like a strong trilled R with the tip of the tongue touching the ridge behind the upper teeth. It requires a lot of practice to achieve the right pronunciation. You can find the consonants in the word reka, meaning a river, or prit, meaning to come. It's very important to distinguish between r and r because of the different meanings they give to words. That's right. If you read them differently, the meaning will be changed. For example, again, rvat means to roar, and rvat means to tear or to fight. The other set is horky, meaning hot, and horky, meaning bitter. So keep that in mind, listeners. Next is the Czech D. D is also called D, written as D with a hook. It can be compared to the sound of duke or durable in English. Martin, can you give us some examples? Diabel, meaning a devil, or jolik, meaning a dent. The next one we want to cover is... The Czech tj. It is called tje and is pronounced like the tj and also written with a hook. It can be compared to the sound of tune or tube in English. What are some examples? We have kočata, meaning kittens, or chuť, meaning taste. Okay, what's next? Another consonant is ň, which is called eň 
and can be compared to the sound of new in English. For example, you can find it in the words like promiň, meaning sorry, or tíseň, meaning anxiety. Okay, we have two left. They look like the C and J from the English alphabet. And they are c and y. They don't have a diacritic mark, but I know their pronunciation differs from English. Is that right? That's right. The Czech sound C is never pronounced as a sharp K. It's always C. For example, konec, meaning end. Or cukr, meaning sugar. What about the other one? The Czech Y is called J. It's never pronounced like the English J, as in jacket, or in the name Jack. The pronunciation is, for example, ahoy, meaning hi informally, or jedna, meaning one. Great, so now we've covered the soft non-English single consonants. Next up are the single unusual consonants. The unusual Czech consonants are especially used in a word that come from other languages, the so-called loan words. There are only three of these so-called unusual consonants. What are they? Q, W and X. The first one, KV, is called kve, and is pronounced like the Q in quick. For example, Kichotsky, meaning quixotic. What about the one that looks like a W? V is called dvojité V and is pronounced like the V in violin, without aspiration. For example, Worcester, meaning Worcester sauce, or Verich, which is the name of a Czech actor. And the last one is? The last one, X, is called X and is pronounced like X in complex. The last one, X, is called X and is pronounced like the X in complex. The pronunciation sounds more like X, X or X, even if it's spelled with an X. For example, the word for xylophone is pronounced as xylophone and the word meaning extra is pronounced like extra. In some words containing X, the pronunciation becomes gz. Can you give us some examples? For example, existovat, meaning to exist, is pronounced as exist. And the word meaning exile is pronounced as exil, but it's spelled with an X. All right, that's all the information you need to know about single consonants. Please check the lesson notes for this lesson to review all the single consonants in Czech. It's also handy to keep them open in front of you as we go through the next section. Definitely. Now let's continue with the pronunciation of d, t, n, and when and how exactly to pronounce them. First, we'll take a look at how you position your mouth to pronounce these three consonants. All right. Put the tip of your tongue against the back of your upper gum and above the front teeth and pronounce the usual d, t, and n, but much softer. It helps a lot if you slightly open your mouth into a smile when pronouncing the soft d, t, and n. Ah, that's not difficult. So when exactly do you pronounce them? There are three grammatical points when Czech people pronounce d, t, and n. Number one. In a text, wherever you see d, t, or n, that's in words such as diabel, promiň, or plzeň, meaning a devil, sorry, and pilsen, respectively. Number two. In a text where you see a combination of d, t, 
or n and je. In words such as děkuju, tělo and Němec, which mean thank you, a body and a German respectively. Number three. In a text, uh, again, in a text where you see a combination of d, t, or n and i or e, which is the long i. For example, in words such as divadlo, meaning theater, Jira meaning a hole, tikat meaning ticking, tiha meaning heaviness, nits meaning nothing, and finally nisko meaning low. And lastly, we have a tip about when not to pronounce d, t, and ny. Yes, we don't pronounce d, t, or ny if they are used in imported words. Those are pronounced as hard consonants d, t, and n. For example, diplomat, meaning a diplomat, can be read as diplomat with a Y. Politica, meaning politics, can be read as politica with a Y before the K sound at the end. And nicotin, meaning nicotine, can be read as nicotine with an Y after the N. I see, so the last ones are just like in English. So Martin, does Czech have any sequences of syllables? It does. You'll often see B plus E, which is B plus an E with an accent on it, and P plus E, which is P plus an E with an accent on it, or V plus E, which is V plus E with an accent on it, or M plus E, which is M plus E with accent on it. And how do you pronounce these? They should be read as bie, pie, vie, mnie, respectively. Can you give us some examples of words with these, Martin? Sure. Here are a few I have chosen. Biehat, meaning to run. Piestovat, meaning to grow something. Vieda, meaning science. And mnesits, meaning the moon. Okay, thanks for those examples. Now, let's move on to the next topic, which is the assimilation of words. This refers to the pronunciation of the end of the word. The last voiced consonant will be pronounced softer or unvoiced. For example, V becomes F. Or in a case of two consonants following each other, one of them changes. Can you give us an example? For example, the word GDO, meaning WHO, becomes GDO in a spoken form. I see. So this is the written versus the spoken form? Yes. In speaking, lots of words might sound different to learners if you don't know about assimilation in Czech. It's important to know the difference between voiced and unvoiced consonant first. So what are the voiced and unvoiced consonants? The voiced consonants are B, V, D, D, Z, Z, G, H. Unvoiced consonants are P, F, Can you explain the changes that happen with these consonants in a word? Yes. Let me give you some examples. When you say a word, the letters might change so that B becomes P. For example, in a written form of the word chleb, meaning bread, there's a B at the end, but it's pronounced as chleb with a P at the end. 
Okay, are there any other words that change this way? Yes. V becomes f in words such as včera, which is pronounced as včera instead. This word means yesterday. Or včela, meaning a bee, becomes včela. Interesting. Are there any rules related to this? Yes, there are a couple of clues that will help you recognize when such a change will happen. Okay, let's jump right in and learn them. Sure. The first tip is that a voice consonant changes into a voiceless one at the end of the word. For example, written zub, meaning a tooth, becomes zup, or krev, meaning blood, becomes krev. I see. The other rule for assimilation is related to when two consonants are placed next to each other in a word. In that case, one consonant will change its sound in order to match the other one, regardless of whether they are voiced or not. That means that one of them will become voiceless in order to match the other. I think this sounds logical because otherwise the pronunciation would sound a bit unnatural. That's right. So with the second rule, the words can look like this. Firstly, here's a voice consonant into voiceless example. The written form of tuška, meaning pencil, becomes tuška when pronounced. The written form of nashledanou, meaning goodbye, becomes nashledanou in spoken language. Okay, and how about an example of unvoiced to voiced? The best example is of the letter k, changing into g and s, changing into z. For example, the written form of kde, meaning where, becomes gde in spoken language. And the written form of prosba, meaning a plea, becomes prosba. I think this makes sense. Is this everything in terms of assimilation? There is one last thing I would like to mention, and that is the assimilation of some prepositions. What exactly is preposition assimilation? This is when a preposition becomes part of the following word. In these words, the two are pronounced together. This applies particularly to the prepositions v, meaning in, s, meaning with, and do, meaning to or into. I think I understand, but can you give us some examples? Sure. This is quite straightforward. Let's talk about the preposition v, which means in. In the sentence v Praze, meaning in Prague. V becomes assimilated into one word and sounds like v Praze. Another example is with the preposition s, meaning with. In a sentence like s tebou, which means with you, the preposition here also assimilates into one word s tebou. And lastly, the preposition do, meaning to or into, in a sentence like do práce, meaning to work, becomes do práce. Well, listeners, we've made it to the end of the lesson. We've covered all non-English consonants, single consonants, and assimilation of consonants in Czech. We have learned a lot in this lesson, but basically there are only a few sounds in Czech that are different from English. And we know the first step is the hardest, but you will gradually master Czech pronunciation by studying the series with us. So keep practicing. Listeners, do you know the powerful secret behind rapid progress? Using the entire system. Lesson notes are an important part of this system. They include a transcript and translation of the conversation, key lesson vocabulary, and detailed grammar explanations. 
Lesson notes accompany every audio or video lesson. Use them on the site or mobile device or print them out. Using the lesson notes with audio and video media will rapidly increase your learning speed. Go to checkclass101.com and download the lesson notes for this lesson right now. Remember that you can always leave us a post at checkclass101.com if you have any questions or comments. Yes, we are here to help. And that's all for this lesson. Thank you for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. Ahoy.